WBNE. Hello, and welcome to episode 95, All About the Hobbit, Chapter 8, Flies and Spiders, being the 95th part of That's What I'm Talking About. My name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. And today I'm joined by my gal pals of the restricted section, Brooke, Christina, and Haley. Except psych, this is part two, so they won't be introducing themselves. If you miss part one, go back and listen to that and then come back and listen to part two of this episode, which will begin now. Have fun. So they all left the path and plunged into the forest together. You had that's when, like, one job. One job. That's what I. That's what I wrote down in my uh, in my notes. It's just you had one job. Here's what I would have done. Okay, we know they have rope because they've used it, right? Or did it all float away? I think they have like some more rope, right? I mean, among Hopefully, yeah. among go, the fourteen of them, you, you must a, have rope. You go on a quest, you bring rope, right? Yeah. So what I would have done probably is like do like a what's it called like a a human chain like out yeah using the rope to like distance yourself as far as you can just to see how far you can see and then like reevaluate with new information like i never would have been like let's all just forget this entire like let's just go get lost like let's just go like let's let's all go leave no one behind we're just all abandoning the only direction we had that would never be my option that's not the way to go yeah yeah um would you guys I asked this when we were covering the follow the the spiders um, episode of the restricted section, like, would y'all have left the path or would you have ignored the light? If you were like by yourself, say, would you have ignored the light and carried on? If I was by myself, if I was by myself and one, a wizard and two, an ancient bear man (laughs) told me, do not leave the path multiple times, Mm -hmm. I would not have left the path. I, uh, despite um, what many people uh, I think would assume, I am capable of screaming at a shocking volume. Um, So I would have just stood there and hit like the highest pitch that I can (laughs) until someone came for me just like all the birds are like what (laughs) i think if i was alone and i was like oh man i'm out of food and i've come pretty far i would just be like i guess i'm gonna take the rest of this at like a light jog like i'm just gonna move faster than like a group of people this large would move on the path yeah right yeah on the path yeah for sure especially like look I know as a reader that this is elf magic because it's just, like, so blatantly obvious. Yeah. But, like, it's definitely, it's some sort of magic. Like, what it's definitely not is, like, a perfectly normal dinner party in a haunted woods. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you know, just your your casual dinner party in haunted woods. I mean, like, for the Instagram, you know? They have automatically assumed that's a trick. They have charcuterie. (laughs) Well, and, like, I, I do this thing in my brain where I get, like, um, elves and like the fae confused because there's I mean there's a lot of like um lore crossover especially in this kind of situation this is like big fae vibes yeah and it's like wood wood elves are very fae yeah and like the number one there's like two rules of meeting the fae do not drink the food do not dance to their music don't Those drink the, the food uh, yeah <laughs> don't eat don't <laughs> eat the food don't drink the, the anything don't dance to the music because then you're screwed. You're just there forever now. Yeah. What? Um. What are fae? Oh, the like fairies. Like, oh. like in but the like, traditional sense. Yeah, traditional like 
fairies of like the English and Irish like yeah not wars. not like Tinkerbell but like the kind that will murder uh, for you like, yeah like don't vision. don't refer okay, to them yeah. directly yeah. call them like the gentry or the good neighbors otherwise they're gonna hear yeah. you and like tr- and like mess with your life never step in a uh, a mushroom ring because if you come out it'll be a thousand years later and like the world yeah. will have moved on without <laughs> you, you know what your I kid do? may or may not have been swapped with like a demon baby because <laughs> we think that's fun. <laughs> Sounds like they're a real treat. That escalated quickly. Sounds like they're. I will say, if I was if I was in a group though, and we were on the path, and we saw this light, I would never say let's all leave the path. I would do. Yeah, I would suggest something like Christina said, with like a human chain, or like send a scout. I would leave. Yeah, I would leave like a couple people on the path. Yeah, send a scout. And like you must stay within shouting distance, you know. Yeah, like at like you, th- you if you have this huge group of 13, 14, I don't, I've, I don't know numbers. It's fourteen anymore with this book. It's fourteen. Um, where you have this huge group of people leave, you know, two or three people on the path, and then walk a couple feet, and then you leave another two or three people, and then walk yeah. a little bit further, you know, and then just tell everyone to stay put. Like scientifically so then- approach this. <laughs> And then, and then, like, eventually you get to a point where, like, the last group can see, like, oh, hey, it's, like, a fairy or, or elves or, or whatever. Yeah. Let's go see what's happening. They go see what's happening, and they're like, oh, there's, you know, nothing for us to do here. And then you shout back to the the next group, and then you just, like, work your way back. Yeah, like, that's, that's how I would That's kind of, like, but... the thing with uh, these woods, though, is that, like, they know their magic, but they don't know the rules of that magic. So, like, even back with the boat and the river, which they were told, like, don't touch it, don't drink from it, don't swim in it, don't do anything. Like, Feely missed his first throw and then had to pull the rope back and was, like, scared to touch the wet rope. Yeah, they weren't sure. Yeah, like, they just don't know it. the uh-huh. rules. Okay, wait, I have another idea for what I would do if in this moment. Um, So, I would probably send Killy and Philly are two youngest, strongest, and sexiest dwarves, and I would probably tell them to, like, yeah, like, jog for a day, or, like, walk as fast as they can <laughs> for a day, literally for, like, a day, and, because they've been in here for over, it's been, like, a couple oh, weeks. Oh, wait, send them ahead, what, on yes, the path? Yes, yes, oh, I'm so sorry, send them ahead on the path for, there was a big motorcycle, yes, send them ahead on the path for a day, and if you don't hit the outside by then, come back, and, like, that gives us two days to, like, I don't know, camp or, like, walk slowly, whatever. And, like, if you come back and you still haven't, like, hit the edge of it, then we'll start to think about alternative plans. Yeah. I like that plan. So they do none of those yeah, things. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, they do the they probably... All... So what we've decided is the worst case scenario. Like... <laughs> yeah, so they all leave the path and they creep towards this feast of what they, what they see. There's, like, lots of amazing food and there's this, like... I'm just imagining... Honestly, just like a grand old, like really fun forest feast. Yeah. And and the elves are having a good time. Kind of like okay, so so in the beginning of the crucible. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, that's one the of my way, favorite plays for some reason. The way that like the um girls like all start getting into trouble is because they were found in the woods like dancing by a fire which honestly they were probably just having a good time you know real hot witch and then and then they were and then everyone else in the in the village was like witchcraft because women are enjoying themselves Mm, mm -hmm. how dare Um, they so i'm kind of just imagining like 
there's bonfires, there's, I don't know, tiki torches. <laughs> um, there's, you know, just tons of, everyone has like a flower crown of some kind on, very like cottage core. It's, this is a music festival. Vibe. It's a music festival. <laughs> yes, it's Coachella. Oh my God, wait, I, I literally, <laughs> Haley was like, where have I been to this before? And okay, I'm so sorry for everyone except for Haley and every single person listening. But Haley and I have gone to this music festival a couple times before where they, every single year they set up a mad tea party in the woods under like lights like sprinkling down from the trees and I'm that's that sounds exactly, so fun oh my so god like, it's so fun so like the dwarves come out like just wanting food and the elves immediately like the fire goes out and like the elves just scatter and all I can think is like so, they're all on shrooms like oh god it's the cops <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh uh, yeah so also here they make a poor decision where instead of just being like hey let's go like send one person to ask a question yeah they just go like charging out in the middle of this which circle. like i would probably run too i don't know you they're not thinking clearly at this point Wait, just they're also to, hungry. to clarify i would probably run away from stampeding dwarves too yes yes <laughs> yes I, I would too i honestly have a question about this because like how do the elves like pack up and get gone so quickly yeah so what i'm picturing happening right here is they all walk out into this you know the middle of this feast and then there's like a beat of silence where everyone looks at them and then there's like a poof of smoke and everything is dark and they're all just gone and vanished mm-hmm. and i can only explain this as being like elf magic but like elf magic largely in this series and like correct me if i'm wrong does not work like that it's like, not they, like they wizard magic teleport. yeah yeah i don't know what's happening here no, they, I, um, they really, I, I think they really just like someone kicks the fire out and they all just bolt just run I had a sillier explanation. Okay. <laughs> because it's not just the elves that go away. It's also like their table instruments and their food. The f- yeah, everything disappears. Right. I was assuming that they had mayhaps had everything on like ropes. And so they just like <laughs> kick the fire out and then just like get zooped up into the trees. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I do uh, think that, I mean, okay. So if you're listening, you probably have read this chapter. Um, but if not spoilers for the next like six paragraphs, but th- this happens like several times. And I think, yeah. I think one of the later times Bilbo gets like caught in like elves also like running all around him. So like, like, it's like the dwarves and elves in the darkness, just chaos, like running all around him. And so, like, I do kind of picture that it's like a picnic. You could, like, scoop up a picnic in a panic, you know? Like, this this definitely sounds like there's no table. They're literally just sitting on stumps in a circle. <sighs> Such with, a like, delightful Yeah, no, it sounds on. like a great time. So it's ju- this is just a bonfire party. Like, you can flee a bonfire party in pretty short order. Especially if you don't have, like, beer bottles, you know? But, like, every party they interrupt <laughs> is, like, in the- yeah, every party they interrupt is, like, progressively more advanced and the elves are getting like progressively madder and madder about it yeah so that's what i love about the yeah so they disappear and then the lights are like they reappear in the distance and so the dwarves keep following them and what i just i just love it just makes me laugh so much um just because again the the way the elves are in the books are just so different from how they are in the movies and i find them so much more amusing in the books and so i just like this idea that the elves are just like leave us alone (laughs) and they just keep running away yeah (laughs) they're like you were not invited i don't know how we can make this more clear that you were not invited (laughs) this is us being polite (laughs) um 
yeah, so they keep uh, disappearing. Um, the feet, yes, as uh, I think Haley said, yeah, the feasts keep getting more and more elaborate as they go. Um, and then eventually, when the and every time the lights go out and they're like re engulfed in darkness, they have like a harder time regrouping. And then eventually, it gets to a point where they've all been scattered and separated. Wait, I would like to just real quick pause. Um, what when people when the dwarves slash Bilbo have been like leaping into the firelight or whatever, I think whoever like triggers the elven reaction like gets knocked out because yeah. they find Bilbo on the ground and um he's like fast as- the way they say it is fast asleep, like not knocked unconscious but like fast asleep. Yeah, because it mentioned at one point when the oh okay I should say every time like the lights go out. They, like, sit down and they're like, well, I guess we'll, like, go to sleep here. Mm -hmm. And it mentions that, like, Bilbo is so tired that he doesn't even care anymore that he's hungry. So he's very sleepy. He's a sleepy boy. (laughs) Um, And then whoever is, like, on guard that night, uh, like, wakes, is like, oh, my God, the the lights appeared. And then they go after them. So I don't know what happened here because it's, yeah, it says... um, they were just giving up hope when Dory stumbled across him by sheer luck. In the dark, he fell over what he thought was a log. <laughs> and then and he's well, asleep. Yeah. yeah, well, because they sent, like, man, I I vibe with this. Because, uh, like, they see the lights again and Thorin's like, okay, we don't rush out this time. Like, that was a bad move. So I'm just going to send Mr. Baggins first because he's, like, the least intimidating of us. Oh. Like I have definitely, Bilbo's like I have, yeah, me. I know I have definitely been like <laughs> selected as the least intimidating person to do a task. Yeah, I've never been selected as that person. <laughs> oh, certainly <laughs> me neither. <laughs> um, yeah, so so <laughs> they um. I just also like that, like, when Bilbo wakes up from his, like, little snooze, he says, I was having such a lovely dream all about having a most gorgeous dinner. And it's like, that's exactly what, like, Bomber said when he woke up. Mm. Like, they're just dreaming of food. And everyone else is like, could you literally stop talking about food? Is that just, food? like, what, whatever elf spell this is? Whatever it's, they're yeah, drugging I'm imagining the water it. with? I don't know. It has to be some kind of, I don't know. Yeah, magic who knows? Maybe or they really are just that hungry. Yeah, maybe it's just to like soothe you so you don't feel like waking up. You know, it's like part of the sleep magic. Yeah. That's very, like, I feel like that's kind of how elves would operate. Yeah. Just like gently lull you into yep. becoming, mm-hmm. a, I don't even know, just like alone in the woods. So eventually they all get totally separated. Which is and they... so annoying because they just run away from each other. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, it shouldn't be that hard to be like, you know, Dory, and then, because it mentions that, like, they're all running around shouting for each other, and they can't find each other somehow. Also, it's just, like, if the four of us were in this situation, right, the four of us were friends, I would, as probably even before the lights went out, since this has already happened to us six times, I would just grab you, like, I would just be holding you. But also, Just be like, like, okay, I found you, Christina, let's go find Brooke. I found you! It just went dark, like, no one got rearranged, like, everyone was where they were. (laughs) Everyone just screamed. It's like, okay, someone, 
um uh this is what oh uh it was it was the part of the uh, end of fellowship um i had um adel refi on for that part and he pointed out how when bilbo puts not bilbo what's his name frodo when frodo puts the ring on when he and boromir are having that fight boromir like boromir like is on top of frodo like pinning him to the ground or whatever like hat like is holding on to him and then frodo puts the ring on and disappears and suddenly boromir's like what where did he go <laughs> the invisibility like this, did nothing yeah, like to like grasping him transport him you know yeah, no like the the shenanigans of them all getting lost is a very scooby-doo oh feel yeah, to it so it's much. all of this you know what all of this does feel very scooby-doo yeah, like every, every time I picture like all of them running, I hear that bongos noise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which like they're opening multiple doors and coming out of different doors. So silly, just so silly. Like they're, it just seems like almost they're trying to get lost. They're like, let's run in circles. They're not very good about this. They're, I, I, I say it a lot with a lot of characters, and I think it's true now with this group of people. There's a reason they're not in Ravenclaw. <laughs> not a damn one maybe, of them. <laughs> maybe so if I like knew more about like the individual personalities of the dwarves, I could maybe, you know, maybe be like, oh, okay, I see how that one could be in Ravenclaw. But but at this point, collectively, none of them are in Ravenclaw. Yeah. An argument could be made for Balin, but he's the only one. <laughs> So Bilbo is like, well, this sucks. And he sits down and goes to sleep. <laughs> that's like, that's, you just, this could be any chapter of Bilbo just like, Honestly, well, this sucks. It happens a lot. It happens a lot. It literally says that was one of his most miserable moments. Which that's saying something. So he leans up against a tree and goes to sleep. And then when he wakes up, he feels that there is a spider like wrapping him in, in the, what's it called? Not string. Web. Silk. Silk. Yeah. Web. Web. String. Web is the word. Yes. Um, and he's like, ah, spider. Um, and <laughs> I just remembered. Sorry, sorry, sorry. From the from from the Amanda show, the Totally Kyle skit, there's one where it's like <laughs> and as Drake Bell is doing this skit, he's laughing. Because <laughs> he's is like, like very... 14 or 15 years old at that point, And it's just such a dumb joke that he's just laughing. And the producers were like, we won't reshoot that. <laughs> like these spiders are very like, they are relatives of Shelob, who's actually terrifying. These spiders are idiots. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So these spiders... Um, yeah, so so he takes his sword out and um and like cuts himself loose and I noticed I I like noted the use of this word and then I was like, "Oh, that's cute, kind of like his sword." And then like later on it happens. So it says the spider evidently was not used to things that carried such stings at their sides. And I'm like, "Oh, that's so cute." Mm-hmm. <laughs> it thinks that Bilbo's sword is a little stinger. Mm-hmm. That's so cute. Um and so Bilbo cuts himself away. And I love, this is a great moment where I was like, oh, Bilbo, our boy's growing up. Yeah. Somehow the killing of the, oh yeah, and so he kills the spider. 
Somehow, the killing of the giant spider all alone by himself in the dark, without the help of the wizard or the dwarves or of anyone else, made a great difference to Mr. Baggins. He felt a different person, much fiercer and bolder in spite of an empty stomach, as he wiped his sword on the grass and put it back into its sheath. I will give you a name, he said to it. I shall call you Sting. I love it. I love it. I love all of it. Yeah, it's all great. And also, not to be this way, but quick herbology moment, there would never be grass in this forest. How do you know? It's a magic (laughs) forest. I mean, definitely not grass that uses photosynthesis, okay? (laughs) That's true. That is true. Um, But yeah, great character, huge like character growth moment for Bilbo. And I love that he's just so proud of himself. Yeah, he deserves it. And like, yeah. Nope, he deserves it. That's the end of it. And then he also, yeah, and then he also names his sword mm-hmm. Sting. So cute. It's so cute. <laughs> it's like this, sorry, just, I just always bring up Game of Thrones. I'm sorry. There's swords there. This um, Bilbo's Sting reminds me of Arya's needle, right? It's like fier- fierce yeah. and little to match the wielder. And so Bilbo, oh, he also does take a moment to say, oh, why did we not remember Bjorn's advice and Gandalf's? What a mess we are in now. <laughs> they and did like, remember yeah. it. They just were like, we're going to opt out of it. You, that is you true. all consciously made the they decision to ignore <laughs> You consented to step off the path. There are 14 people in this group, and not one of them was like, maybe we should listen to the only thing this magic bear man told us. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, get so it together. Bilbo's like, all right, I'm, he's having like a huge, honestly, it's kind of, it's very reminiscent for me of Sam in, at least in two, at the end of Two Towers book, um, when Sam uh, is like, Frodo's dead, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's all on me now, and he becomes very, he's like, it's time for me to step up and take charge, and, and he, he's like, I'm going on an adventure, and a mission, he's like, and we're gonna do this thing. He's like, let me just throw Frodo's body over the side of this cliff. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then, unfortunately for Sam, like, it goes wrong, like, literally five minutes later, when he's like, oh, Frodo wasn't dead. <laughs> But Bilbo, so Bilbo gets this like renewed sense of like strength and energy and confidence. And he's like, I'm going to go look for everyone else. And it mentions that he's being very stealthy and quiet. And the narrator's like, I've told you before that hobbits are very clever and quiet and stealthy. Um, And then it also says like, oh, and also Bilbo put the ring on. (laughs) And so I love that it's like he was being very stealthy because hobbits are very stealthy. I mean, he also was invisible because he put a ring on. But, you know, (laughs) I think that goes back to Haley's earlier point, though, about the narrator perhaps being Bilbo Uh in this instance, Mm -hmm. because it's like the narrator immediately is like, well, it's because he's clever and he's a hobbit and hobbits are great. And, you know, side note. He also had this magic. <laughs> I've got a little bit but. of an assist. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just like it works out so well for Tolkien that he was like, you know what? Instead of me writing The Hobbit, it was actually Bilbo. You know, it was something that, like he decided much later on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it works out really well for him and in the way that a lot of things jk rowling has said after the fact did not Mm, you know mm -hmm. check out Mm -hmm. like the Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. what tolkien did with the hobbit was like actually an ingenious retcon because the originally published version like the riddles in the dark thing um 
was not as dramatic or involved. It was literally just, oh, and then Bilbo won this riddle contest and then he had the ring and everything was fine and the ring was literally just a ring that makes you invisible. It wasn't special. And then he decided that the ring is actually the source like of all the evil. Like the nexus of all evil, yeah. <laughs> so then... So, like, in Fellowship, when Gandalf is explaining things to Frodo, he's like, yeah, that's uh, that version of the story that Bilbo originally told all of us. It kind of didn't jive with me. I kind of didn't believe a word of it. Uh, So I, like, it really strained our friendship because I was very insistent on getting the actual Mm -hmm. story out of him. Um, And I thought it was really weird how, like, it had worked on his mind that he... Uh, just wanted like his claim to this ring to feel as legitimate as possible that he came up with this completely unnecessary lie and like eventually he edited the hobbit so that the actual story of bilbo getting the ring was uh more in line with the trilogy but like that retcon the way that he worked that was absolutely Mm -hmm. ingenious it's almost like he's like good at writing I know, right? Right? At least, like, 80% of the time. I mean, it's just such yeah. a rare gift to read a book. I And, you know, I, I want to say these days, but there are modern writers that do this well as well. Yeah. But, it's like, it's such now. a rare gift to read just a truly talented writer. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, and to see the way that Tolkien is handling this story and to note how different it is from his other works. Like, this is him taking a stab at a children's book. And he handles that genre shift, I think, incredibly well. Mm-hmm. So Bilbo, um, with Sting at his side and the ring on his finger, goes off in search of... He always refers to them as his friends, but the way that the dwarves treat him, I'm like, Bilbo, they're not your friends. Yeah. You're <laughs> like just, their slave. You're not even getting they're paid. They're so mean to him. I they're just so don't think Bilbo him. has other friends. Oh, <laughs> Like, Bilbo. I think these are his first friends. He's like, oh, this is what friendship is. People show up at your house and demand food and drink from you, and then they uh, kidnap you and take you on an adventure, and then they're mean to you the whole time. Okay, not saying I've never That's done that with is. a friend. Like, okay, <laughs> like every friendship is different. <laughs> We've gone on so many adventures together. But that's also surrounded by a lot of night kindness and other fun moments whereas the dwarves are pretty much just mean to bilbo all the time yeah yeah he is very much the Mm -hmm. the group so he um finds that the dwarf that um the the dwarves have all been taken by this group of spiders who are standing around talking and they um the the dwarves are all like spun up in little cocoons like hanging in the trees and the spiders are like oh they're gonna be nice and juicy and tasty yes Haley. i have a question uh for the group because i don't think this is explicitly outlined anywhere in the text do we think that bilbo can understand the spiders because he's wearing the ring not speaking the common See, this is another thing where I'm like I think this works that works out very conveniently for Tolkien after the fact Mm -hmm. and I don't Mm. think he when he was writing this scene that he was like oh well Bilbo can understand these spiders and their language and their hisses or whatever because he has this ring on he was just like well you know they're spiders. And then his son was like, well, what were they saying? And Tolkien's like, good question. They were talking about <laughs> um, eating them and whether or not they're dead yet. And and so Tolkien in the moment was probably like, yeah, they were just spiders and they were talking, you know. 
Um, yeah. But I think I think that also checks out, given what we know later on with Lord of the Rings. I think it checks out that he could understand them with the ring on. What's the uh, what's the spider equivalent of being a parcel mouth? Or a rat? A rat? Ew! Mouth? I hate Ew. that. Okay, wow. Let's <laughs> <laughs> you Yep. No, I regret everything. So the spiders are all talking about whether or not the dwarves are dead. If they should kill them and eat them. If they should kill them and wait a bit and then eat them. And they're like, "Oh, this one's alive still." And they're like poking around at Bomber Bilbo. Uh, is like, okay, I have to act fast because otherwise Bomber is going to be eaten. Again, poor Bomber. He's having a rough time. <laughs> spiders are fat shaming him too because they're like, oh, this one's like big and juicy. And he's like, excuse me. I've had a rough day. <laughs> and so Bilbo starts throwing rocks at them. Such a hobbit move. This is, a, yeah, I was going to say an established um, like weapon of choice for the hobbit race people. Yeah. It also, then the narrator, again, kind of like goes on a tangent of like, Bilbo could do all sorts of cool things. He was very good at dart throwing and shooting at the wand. Uh What does that mean? I know we're all thinking something dirty. Is it maybe (laughs) like, um, uh, horseshoes? It, it sounds a bit like it might be like an early version of cricket. Like there's a just a stick in the ground, and like you throw stuff at the stick. <laughs> um, Haley, you just and described it, horseshoes. <laughs> well, that and then so then it says, okay, so it says dart throwing, comma shooting at the wand, comma bowls. I imagine that like, that, board, so bowls like quarters. Is just no bowls is like the little you know the game where you've got like the little ball and you're trying to roll balls as close to that ball. Bocce ball. Yeah, like bocce ball. It's called boule okay. in French. Oh, in like French, so, so I assume okay. that was, yeah. I was about to joke list bocce ball, but it was actually on the list. Yeah. And then it says nine pins. I'm assuming that's bowling. what we know is bowling. Yeah. 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 I've um, got, I don't know about you guys' uh, copies, because I've got kind of like an old-timey version. Oh, I um, have the same one. Mine mentions... Quoits. Yeah, quoits. Quoits. I skipped that because I didn't know what it was or how to say it. <laughs> I Thank you for calling me <laughs> out it, on this, Haley. I don't it know what looks, it is. I don't know it so. looks French, so I'm going to hazard Someone a guess Google that it. it's pronounced qua. Qua? <laughs> No, Are you sure you even pronounced the Q? That's the drink. Um, I mean, you said don't Google it. <laughs> no, go- Google oh, it if someone wants. If someone so, wants to Google. It. Oh, it's it's horseshoes, but with oh, okay. with rings instead of a horseshoe. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well then. Um, and he's also good at blowing smoke rings and asking riddles and cooking that I haven't had time to tell you about. <laughs> there is no time now. Like, <laughs> and so I love how the narrator's like, he's really good at all of these things. <laughs> Again, the brilliantness of like how it worked out that like after the fact, we know that this is Bilbo. So I just love the idea that Bilbo is using this moment. To yeah, brag he's being about kind of his, pa- his, he's being kind of passive aggressive. Like I actually know how to do other stuff besides the four things <laughs> I've done. The dwar- I know the dwarves so far in this story have treated me like a burden, and I can't do anything, and I'm useless, and I'm always a screw up. But like I'm actually good at a lot of stuff. I I can bowl really good. I'm really good at horseshoes. Um, I'm really good at blowing smoke rings. Thank you very much, Gandalf. <laughs> but there's no time to talk about that right now. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, it literally, and so this was where, like, I really loved the playfulness yeah. of this um, omniscient. <laughs> no, you um, crushed it. No, that's exactly right. <laughs> narrator. He uh, starts distracting the spiders um, by, like, running around and singing. He's just making up this song, making fun of the spiders, um, calling them Tom, Naughty, and Adder Cop. Um, and then it's another like funny quip from the narrator after the song says, not very good, perhaps. But then you must remember that he had to make it up himself on the spur of a very awkward moment. I like how it says awkward. <laughs> yeah. It's such a British like, like understatement. Yeah. Like, like yeah, it's yeah, a bit of an awkward. awkward moment, isn't um, it? I would like to also read just for context for anyone who may not know the terms used um, in this song. Um, the spiders were frightfully angry. Quite apart from the stones, no spider has ever liked being called Addercop and Tom. Tom Naughty, of course, is insulting to anyone. <laughs> like these are, yeah, these are words I've never heard before. But like in this context, they are very insulting words. Yes, Haley. I know what Adderkop. Haley's going to tell us the etymology of yeah. Um, I did look it up once. Uh, so Adder, uh, in the book, it's A T T E R. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cognate with Adder A D D E R, which is a type of uh, venomous oh. snake, and Cop just means head. So he's basically calling them interesting. Poison head. Wow. Which is like an old timey, like old English term for See, spiders. I thought that this was just him making up relative nonsense words. Nonsense words. Because yeah. it allows Bilbo, in the context of a children's story, to call the spiders a bad name that then kids could turn around and call their brother and it's not a problem. It's like it's actually not, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like your your kid could be in a grocery store and be like, well, you know, Billy's being a Tom Naughty and you're like, everyone's like, okay, that's cute. You know, <laughs> that's like, cute. I think Tom Naughty is like an actual insult. <laughs> you, could be say, you could be saying, you know, Billy's being a f- head, but instead you're saying Tom Naughty. Or and Adder that's Cop. just cutesy. Yeah. yeah. Adorable. Um, so he is distracting the spiders and like drawing them away and being like very playful and very confident mm-hmm. in in his skills. Love to see this side of Bilbo. Well, it probably helps that he is for the first time in a long time not burdened by 13 struggling dwarves. <laughs> well, I don't know. I would argue he is because he's trying to save them, you know? I That's... guess what I mean is he can, like, move freely, you know? Like, he can get something done oh, at his true. own pace. Mm-hmm. So um, he eventually gets to a point with the spiders where, like, he's drawn them away enough where he cuts down. I love this moment. So he sees the tip of a hat poking, a the tip of a blue hood poking out, and then he sees a nose poking out and he says, oh, that's Feely. And I'm like, good for you, Bilbo, to be able to recognize these dwarves Mm -hmm. by their nose and the color of their hat when I can't even name all of them. His (laughs) eyesight is so good. That's right. He has those keen (laughs) hobbit eyes. (laughs) So he saves Feely. Um, and Feely's not feeling too good because they've been like poisoned by the by the spiders. So he's like trying to get his, you know, feelings back and everything. And he helps he helps Bilbo like cut down everyone else and get everyone else out. And they're all still kind of struggling. Um, and then 
I think this is where I kind of low key forget exactly what happens, but eventually they they get away from. Well, the it's just like kind of um, it's like a chaos factory. Um, it's because it dumpster fire, dumpster fire. Yeah. yeah, it's like um, because he's like he's dropping dwarves. He's trying not to kill them, but it be like as they drop from the tree, it gets more desperate. They're, they're trying to help each other. Like they're everyone's just like really disoriented and like and like not sure how panicked to be. Like on a scale of one to ten, how panicked are we right now? And the spy- Spiders are like coming, coming, coming. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. I remember what happens. Um, He had taken his ring off to help cut them down. And then the spiders are all coming back. Mm -hmm. And then he just says, I'm going to disappear. Like, don't ask questions. (laughs) I'm going to disappear. Don't worry about it. I love it. You guys go that way. I'll draw the spiders away. I think the path should be back in that direction. Um, And then just just don't worry about it. We'll, We'll talk about it later. And this is where um, I think I mentioned earlier that, like, Balin gets, like, a little bit of a boost in terms of, like, individual characterization for the dwarves that, like, they don't really get a lot so far. Where it mentions that, like, Balin's the only one who seemed to, like, be like, okay, I got you. Let's go. You know, I'm on, like, I'm on board for this plan. Let's do it. Whereas everyone else is like, what? Yeah. Whenever, usually when the text singles out a single dwarf, it's not in, like, any kind of a noteworthy way. It's like, they're saying some line of dialogue that any of them could be saying, or they're just, like, they're just, like, doing something that any of them could be doing. Or it's like, Philly was the youngest and it's like that doesn't actually help us at all so it is that's his that's his thing yeah trait. so it is yeah. it is nice when like any flavor of character comes from any of these exactly, wars yeah so um Balin and everyone go off in one direction and Bilbo draws the spiders off in the other he says oh and he says I will do the stinging <laughs> again so cute he love he's like i'm gonna brand this which is a cutesy word for i'm gonna <laughs> go slaughter <laughs> i'm gonna go murder yeah, well and like all of these monsters do you watch disenchantment at all yeah it's like when elfo snaps and just starts like aggressively stabbing <laughs> like trolls yeah and it's like and then he just like comes out of it and he's like i don't know what happened back there <laughs> <laughs> well i was like on the reread, I was a little shocked by, like, how easily he's murdering these spiders. Like, it is no great labor to him to, like, take one down. It's just, like, the old stab stab. I mean, spiders are at least easy to stab in an area that's impactful, you know? Yeah, like, just hit him in the belly. Yeah, yeah, it's not like you're having to, like, make a choice. Or even just, like, cut off. This is what I've learned from playing Breath of the Wild. Oh, mm-hmm. I know exactly what Encountering you're Encountering guardians. Just cut off Uh some of their legs, too. And that'll, you know, limit them. Yeah. I also think that, like, when it says giant spiders, I think we're all kind of used to Sheila, who's, like, the the size of a... Yeah, she's, like, the size of a Percheron. And I feel like these are more, like, the size of a large Mm -hmm. dog. Yeah. So, like... I could take a spy. Like, I don't want to fight a spider that's the size of a large dog, but I could. Haley, I would love to see you try. It would be... (laughs) I think your approach... With a weapon... I want a yeah, weapon. I was going to say, not going to do that with do my bare hands. Get, I don't want to touch you it. You get sting. I feel like your approach mm. would be very hobbity. It's kind of yeah. like um, when you're washing dishes and then like you touch a piece of like the wet food. And you're like, <laughs> I don't want to touch it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, okay, well, it's time to amputate my hand. I guess I have no that's other choice. Would, that's how I would feel like I wouldn't mind fighting the spiders if I had a very long sword that would allow me to not Ideally touch it. Ideally a javelin. <laughs> yeah or yeah, spear yeah spear yeah would of be preferable. some kind mm-hmm. something with length you know yeah 
You okay, Christina? Yeah, it's just the dog couldn't figure out how to open the ajar door. <laughs> All my stupid pets just sitting at the door like, if only it were opener. And I'm like, you, I know you don't have thumbs, you but you it. have hands, dude. Meanwhile, I was sitting um, on the toilet earlier. When was it? Last As one night, does. Actually. And the bathroom, because I'm home alone, the bathroom door was open just a little bit. And my dog just like nudged his way in there. It was Always. like... Are we playing? And I'm like, I'm trying to pee. Yeah, but, um, yeah what's up? I'll keep you company. <laughs> so they all meet up after Bilbo has just slaughtered all of these spiders. And it says, um, from which you can see that they had changed their opinion of Mr. Baggins very much and had begun to have a great respect for him as Gandalf had said they would. Good. Because after that whole tree thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was ready for them to start respecting him. Like, pretty, I don't know, pretty, like, they needed to at least give him some level of respect, you know? They should have, like, I mean, like, didn't he save them from trolls at one point? I feel like at that point he should have, No, he kind of messed that up because he, like, let them all walk into that one by one into a trap. Okay, so. (laughs) Whereas he could have been like, hey, guys, there are trolls here. Don't come this way. Okay, so as for when the dwarves should have started respecting Bilbo. Okay, so imagine you walk into a stranger's home and demand a feast and they give it (laughs) to you. Yeah, it should have been that. Yeah, it should have been that. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> like, I respect the hell out of that. Not only were you ready, but you were willing. And now we're best friends. Yeah. So. Um, and so Bilbo decides to tell them the full story mm-hmm. of, like, this ring. Because they're like, okay, um, you disappeared. I think we are owed an explanation of some kind. Um, and so Bilbo tells them the full story now about what happened and finding the ring. And then someone's like, oh, well, tell us the fu- the whole part about Gollum and the riddles now that we know that you have the ring. And he's like, okay, fine. So he tells his whole story and everyone's like very impressed. And they're like, that's so cool. All right, time for bed. What an adventure we've had. And then someone wakes up and is like, um, where's Thorin? <laughs> <laughs> You don't, like, hang, you don't need them. <laughs> and this is when I was like, you know what? I was going to say, because it mentions earlier <laughs> with the spider, with, like, everyone being, like, hung up in their, like, spider cocoons. And when they're all, like, regrouping after they've been cut down, it mentions a few times the word dozen. And I, I've said before that, like, I can't keep track of how many dwarves there are. I thought that there were a dozen. And then in the chapter before this, I learned that there were actually 13. And then this chapter, they kept saying dozen, a dozen dwarves. And so I was like, okay, I guess there really are 12. Mm. And then they say, where's Thorin? <laughs> they definitely need to have, like, a sound of music type of, like, like, um, like what's it like counting off system every time they regroup they need yes. to go like in order from like oldest to youngest you know like everyone say yes. your name Lisa Friedrich Louisa I was just thinking they all they all need an exit buddy. Yes. Oh my god. Well, yeah. Everyone should absolutely have a buddy. Yes. Like on um, a f- like on a field trip too. Yeah. Or like <laughs> at a music festival in the woods. <laughs> yeah. So. 
They're all like, oh, Shire, we lost Thorin, and he's kind of the most important one of us, even though he's really mean and has Like, done he's going to get really mad if we leave him. <laughs> <laughs> but we've already left him behind. Like, we've already forgotten about him. It took us several hours to realize that we didn't have him. And I circle back to what I said before, just too damn many el- uh, dwarves. Like, it's just- <laughs> There are too many elves well, Yeah. Well. <laughs> no, just too many dwarves, dude. There, It's like a nuisance at this point. You should have stopped at, like, six absolute maximum yeah so then this is when it explains it's like so i bet you're also wondering where thorn is let me tell you <laughs> now that i pointed out that he's not here um also i love that they're that they're all like wait where's thorn well nothing to do about it now and they all go back to <laughs> so like literally what are they gonna do that is true there is nothing for them to do in that moment because they um it's dark. They can't see. They're all tired and hungry. So, like, what are literally? What are they going to mm-hmm. do? Nothing. They can't. I do I mean, anything. they finally learned not to scramble. Yeah. And I'm going to give them yeah. points yeah. for that. Good. For they're them. like, you know what? Yeah. Let's just stay put for a couple hours. It took them three or four <laughs> tries, but they got there. God, yeah. Damn it, they're so annoying. <laughs> so, the narrator goes into like narration, like classic Tolkien, yeah. like exposition. Um, like side history, whatever. Yeah, knowledge. he has like he he summarizes like the first mm, half of the Silmarillion in say, one paragraph. Yeah. So, so he describes that the people that they had run into earlier, um, at the feast were wood elves, and then he also mentions that they differed from the high elves of the West, um, and the wood elves are more dangerous and less wise, and then it says, um. Light elves and sea elves, which are self-explanatory to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it says the deep elves. What the fuck are deep elves? Maybe like dwarf living I... situation. So the deep elves are um, the Noldor, I think. Uh, so basically there are three general types of elves at this point in history. The Noldor are the ones um, from the West who, like, came over to Middle-earth after, like, several thousand years. Um, and, like, Galadriel is one of them. If you want to think deep elves, like, that's that's who you're thinking of. Uh, and then there's the Sindar, who are kind of a mix of the two a little bit. Um, and that's kind of mm-hmm. Elrond. Like, they're, kind of, they're like nerds. They're nerd <laughs> elves. And then the, like, the wood elves are... Um, sylvan elves and like they've just been through enough they're done the silmarillion is like a bunch of uh like it's a lot of stuff but a lot of it is just like elf race wars and the sylvan elves Mm. are just like they've yeah like they don't want to deal with any more they want to stay in their one part of this one forest and just have their feasts and have their hunts and like keep spiders yeah. off their lawn and like, no leave one bother us, us. We don't want to talk. Yeah, we've had enough. We don't want to talk to anyone anymore. Yeah. We're finished. Yeah. I mean, the important part is that they. This is the group of elves that never went into the West at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which they're they're just behind. They're a mm-hmm. little behind like they're i don't know i think yeah, they like sound they, really hardcore and i love them for they're, it they sound they're really like cool blue, 
They're like blue collar elves. <laughs> like they didn't go to college. They didn't. They don't need that fancy pants. Are they? Uh, are they kind of like you, the equivalent of the swap swamp benders in terms of like the relation? <laughs> a little bit. Totally. Like, the relation like, to like uh, the other water tribes. Like you meant. Yeah. No. Like you mentioned earlier that like Legolas is one of these guys. Like the the Elven King that comes up is his dad. And that is his dad. Mm, big so, daddy like, elf man. So like they are also they are like the same race of elves as like Elrond but like culturally Different. Legolas is a sylvan elf like he's he's a jock like they're all jocks. Man then they really got his characterization wrong in the movie because yeah. he's such a Truly. pretty fancy boy in the movie. I, <laughs> I do think that you know to defend the movies briefly I know that's not what we're here for but I, I do think part of um, the role that he ends up playing is that it's other people viewing the only elf in their party yeah and, that's like, true too. Even a jock elf even a rough around the edges jock elf is going to be more majestic than your most that majestic dwarf. That is true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have that one friend who just, like, is always so graceful and, like, you've never seen them, like, trip or, like, do anything wrong? I am that friend. No, it no, is not. not. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even let me finish the, sim- finish the joke before you called me out on that. Uh. But yes, I know what you know. Yeah, that's Legolas. So um, then, yes, as Haley mentioned uh, a few minutes ago, there's a paragraph that summarizes literally every time so far in this podcast when I have been like, what exactly is this beef between the dwarves and the elves? And then like someone tells me, but like it's a very like long, complicated way that they tell mm-hmm. me. And so like I kind of remember bits and pieces of it. And then later on, I've been like, I think it has something to do with the treasure being stolen. And then one person is mad about mm-hmm. it and and yeah, all this no, stuff. It's, it's, it's a custody battle over a shiny yeah. rock. It was a custody battle over one shiny oh, rock. Oh, weird. That that's, also, that's also how the goblins in Harry Potter feel about their treasure. You're so weird. <laughs> Interesting. You know, it's Jack almost Harley. like she just took a lot of things from Tolkien, put them in a bag, shook them up, pulled them out when she needed a cool idea. It's like, what's, <laughs> yeah, pulls the name out of a hat. Like, what or what peril are they going to experience <laughs> in this book? Uh, spiders and haunted woods. Perfect. Okay, cool. Yeah, so this paragraph summarizes everything that I've previously been confused about and or just completely, like, mucked up the explanation for. So, in ancient days, they had had wars with some of the dwarves whom they accused of stealing their treasure. It is only fair to say that the dwarves gave a different account. And that is kind of, like, the gist of it. Mm -hmm. I think that's also the gist of the entirety of history. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And so... The elf king had bargained with them to shape his raw gold and silver and had afterwards refused to give them their pay. Um, and so, yeah, that's essentially, that's it. I'd, but I'd be it, mad this, too. This quarrel yeah. that they have is not with Thorin's family. So, like, that's at least good information to have that, like, eventually, hopefully they'll learn that, like, Thorin's not related. But, like, they're still all racist towards each other. So yeah. it's still not a good situation to be in. Well, and Thorin is like, I'm not even <clears throat> going to mention treasure anyway, though, just in case. Like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to mention it because they're very, um, they're very, like, greedy and they love, like, silver and gold and everything but it mentions that like they don't want to do the which what i know about elves this checks out that like they don't want to do any of the work 
that goes into like obtaining that treasure, mm-hmm. whether it's through like trading with other people or like mining it and creating it themselves. They don't want like any part of the actual effort. They just want it. And I'm like, I mean, I get that. It's how capitalism it's like when was I, invented. Yeah, it's like when I wake up and I'm like, I really don't want to go to work, but like I kind of need money to survive. Well, like they mm. like so the thing with the elves is that like they used to do a lot of like forging and like making cool stuff. Um and like they still do it sometimes, but it has historically not ended super well for them. Like they'll get really really good at making something cool and then they'll get too good and then they'll end up with like a magic I was just situation. about to say didn't they forge the rings? <laughs> It's like, oops, yeah. let's, um, <laughs> let's not do that again. That's true. Yeah. You know what? That do- you know what? I take it back then. It, go- it does kind of check out. That they were like, <laughs> okay, the last time we made treasure, it was these rings and it didn't go well. <laughs> it's almost like a King Midas situation. It's like, what if we like don't want it to be made of gold? Like, what if we just want regular, like a regular- We just want shiny Yeah. Things. Well, I guess King Midas is stu- a stupid analogy because they do just- whatever. Just ignore me forever. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, they have taken Thorin prisoner. Wait, I have another interjection. <laughs> it says the elves put... Oh, no. Wait, I'll... It's not yet. I'm so sorry. It's not yet. Okay. I'm spiraling. <laughs> We're almost there, so I'll... It's okay, Christina. Just hang I on. I already know what you're going <laughs> to say. Just hang on. Just hang on for 10 okay, more okay, minutes. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, so they... Yes, so they take Thorin prisoner mm-hmm. and they ask him, like, why did you and our, your people attack us three times? He's like, we didn't attack you. We. I love that it mentions that all of his answers are related to food because he's so hungry. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, we didn't attack you. We came to you to beg for food because we're starving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, where are your friends now and what are they doing? I don't know, but I expect starving in the forest. Mm-hmm. What were you doing in the forest? Looking for food and drink because we were starving. <laughs> <laughs> It's almost it's almost like a Harry Potter response, you know, like it's like sassy but like yeah. honest. Yeah. It's like yeah. <laughs> Runal Wasley. <laughs> um, but when he is asked about why about like what brought them into the forest in the first place, he doesn't say anything. Why not just lie? <laughs> I don't know, because he can't think of anything. Well, I mean, they clearly didn't enter the dark, spooky forest looking for food. Like, that's his only excuse right now. And Mm -hmm. it's not like, well, this looked like a much more promising place to find something (laughs) to eat. Um, And so they take him and put him away. Okay, wait, my interjection. Um, It says the elves put thongs on him. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) What is... Okay, 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 okay. So, I know that thong in like australia is like a flip-flop true um and i know that thong in the american sense is a very small piece of underwear g-string but what the heck is it in this context that's the thing thong thong means string thong means string like so they just like put a so they just okay they tied him up okay yeah because i was a hundred percent just imagining (laughs) Thorn in a sexy like a, a like like a speed like a banana hammock. Oh exactly, my yes. gosh! <laughs> and like, granted, I have no you know I have no idea of what he looks like in the movie. So I'm just imagining like a very I don't know like a Snow White dwarf. Hot. Oh, and yeah. it's not a good picture. No, no, no. It's not a I good mean, picture. No, no. So no. when you so he's played by Richard Armitage in the movie. Um, he's, he's a, he's a gruff, handsy guy. 
I, I I don't know what he's in off the top of my head, but he's just a he's just a gruff, handsome he's guy. Pretty like, attractive. So yeah, he's yeah, very, very dead. They put dying. him in thongs. I would I would say though that if you're like trying to keep someone from escaping, putting them in like a tiny thong, and, like, <laughs> it's gonna you prevent them go taking a big risk. Yeah, you're that's right. true. You don't want to go out in that. <laughs> Some of us in this group might not care about that shame. I'm but... just going to sit in this cell and die instead. <laughs> uh, instead of running hammock. through the elf kingdom in not but a thong. A thong. <laughs> and like they already don't like dwarves. <laughs> they already don't like dwarves. So you know Thorin in that situation would be like, I'm not about to like even more even further disparage the name of dwarves. He's just gonna go through and streak the elf hall, like just cover himself in olive oil. It's a power move. Look at this bot. It is a power me. you know what? It is a power move. This is what mining does for your abs. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so they take him and put him away, but it mentions that the elves were not goblins. And they were reasonably well-behaved to even their worst enemies. So they actually end up giving him some really good food and drink. And he's... So, like, even though he's being held prisoner, he's also at least not, like, in the middle of a forest after escaping a horde of spiders. So, like, it says, there in the king's dungeon, poor Thorin lay. And I'm like, poor Thorin... It sounds like he's way better yeah. off than everyone else who was lying in the middle of a dark forest, has no idea where they are. They're all starving and thirsty, and they've all just been poisoned by spiders. Yeah, and it's... Like, it's, I, think he, I think he has the better end of the deal right now. Yeah, and it seems like Thorin may, may or may not have, like, some of the understanding that we've gained through the narrative about, like, how the elves are, like, generally harmless. They're just, like, afraid of strange... Whereas, like, the other dwarves yeah. are, like, in the woods, just, like, what's happening? These people are scary. Like, I don't know what's going on. Thorin seems pretty chill right now. He's like, I'm safe, you know? Like, they're not gonna, like, execute me at sunrise or whatever. So I definitely would rather be in Thorin's shoes right now. Yeah, exactly. And... That is the end of the chapter. Wow. A lot happened in that it chapter. Did. I know I know we yeah. talk a lot, but honestly it was like a lot a couple like different sets of stories within the same chapter. Yeah. Um yeah, it's true. so funny because the chapter ends with like just more narrative flair, you know? Um that belo- like they're talking about whatever, what what's going on with his friends. Um it was not very long before he discovered, but that belongs to the next chapter and the beginning of another adventure in which the Hobbit again showed his usefulness. <laughs> I love again. I love this narrator getting more and more playful, and maybe you know again, just like going, you know, back to what Tolkien later decided was the narrative structure of the Hobbit, where like this is Bilbo writing it. It does kind of track that, like as Bilbo in this in the events of this chapter gains more confidence, Bilbo the narrator is also gaining more like confidence mm-hmm. to be more like playful and witty. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that is the end of a chapter episode that I will probably be splitting into two parts. Wow, amazing. I was promised a short one this time. (laughs) I know. I did say that like it was, well, no, I did say it wasn't, it it wasn't going to be the length of Fellowship of the (laughs) Ring. Okay, so it was. And I was right. It was definitely less than that. I was correct. So. Um, thank you guys so much for coming on. What would you like to share with our audience 
I don't know. Someone go first. <laughs> I'll go first. Um, my name's Christina Khan. You can follow me on Instagram at your girl of the world. You can follow me on Twitter at Christina Khan. You can follow me on TikTok at Sprouts Private Stash. Um, check out my podcast, The Restricted Section, over on the Movie Night Crew Network. You'll find Haley, Brooke, and Mary Clay there all the time. And um, I also just would love to plug a, like a TV show that I just love so much. And it, ha- it okay, okay. The show is a, a, a Netflix original called Hilda. And it's about this, like, it's a cartoon about this little girl who lives in, like, some magical woods. And so it's, it, and so it has similar vibes, uh, much less scary generally, but a lot of just like, yeah, woodland magical adventures. And I love it. So that's what I got. Very cute. I'm Haley. Uh, I am also uh, on the restricted section and the Movie Night Crew uh, network in general. Um, you can follow me on Twitter if you must at the Ritterwit. Um, and that's kind of all I got. I, I'll second Hilda. It's a good, it's yeah. a fun show. I've been Brooke Matherly. I can be found on Instagram at Passion for Parks and Twitter at Grumpy Brooke. Um, obviously also on the restricted section i just want to really heavily plug if you like chaos the other podcast that we're on which is movie night crew is pure chaos it's super enjoyable Mm -hmm. chaos um we literally just watch movies and then we talk about them it's short um and it's beautiful and it's friendship oh what a beautiful what a beautiful summary i mean it's friendship in the sense that it's all of us shouting at each other yeah, like, I mean that's what yeah that, friendship. That, that's the only friendship that I've ever known. It's more so. of a Thorin Bilbo style friendship. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Is a proud member of WBNE. You can go to WBNE.org where you will find all of our shows, like Bacon and Eggs. Which side note, congratulations, Tyler, on the birth of your child, your second child, Finn. Welcome to the world, Finn, and also a belated welcome to the world for the winter's baby, Felix. That's right, guys. We have not one but two new members of the WBNE family. Isn't that so amazing? So make sure to go to social media and flood Tyler and Emily, as well as Valerie and Casey, with lots of heart emojis and crying faces because of the preciousness of their beautiful humans. Anyway, here's a promo for Bacon and Eggs, which is unrelated to the beautiful humans. Howdy, Yokes. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Hill. And we host Bacon and Eggs, a movie lover's podcast. It's the most roll-your-eyes-I've-seen-it-before concept for a show. But with new hosts, I promise. Each week, we sit down together and watch a beloved movie. We start by looking at some critical and concrete points and let our conversation flow from there. We've covered all sorts of movies, from Jaws to Little Women. From the Lego Movie to the Lego Movie 2. From Marvel to Star Wars. From Back to the Future to Back to the Future Part 2. And tangents from our frustrations with fast food. To discussing our fear of the Mighty Loon. So if you want a podcast that makes you laugh, download Bacon and Eggs, a movie lover's podcast. With new episodes available every Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts, and now on WBNE.org. Ghostbusters 2! I, I, my, my hope and dream was that you would say that. The cover art is by Graphite, aka Vishon Brandon. You can support him on Instagram at graphite.vmb. You can get merch for That's What I'm Talking About by going to tpublic.com slash user slash pod or following the link in the episode description. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at TolkienAboutPod, as well as join the Facebook group, which is linked in the description. You can find me on Twitter at MCWhatsApp and Instagram at MCTurndownForWhat.
You can support the podcast by becoming a patron. Go to patreon.com slash tolkienaboutpod where you can find all of the different tiers and perks. For $15 a month, you get not only access to the WBE general Discord server and the Tolkien About threads, but you get complete access to all of the threads for all of the shows. How many shows do we have now? Like six, seven, 20? I don't know. I've lost count. But we have a lot of awesome discussion threads in the whole Discord server that if you are just a $3 patron for Tolkien About, you don't get access to the other shows. But you can get complete and total access to the whole Discord server by becoming a $15 a month patron, or you can become a sponsor like Brendan. Brendan is a new patron for That's What I'm Talking About. Thank you so much, Brendan, for your support. This is amazing and wonderful, and I appreciate it very much. Um, all right. All that being said, who 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 wants to fight for parting words? Fight to the Oh my death. god, we're all no so polite. Okay. <laughs> oh god. Feel my vicious sting. Was that good? Eh. Yes. Yes, that was <laughs> like Haley's. Eh. Fine, Haley, do you have something better? No. <laughs> I'll do the stinging. Oh, so cute. And that's what I'm talking about.